welcome to The Sexual Alchemist. I'm your friendly neighborhood sex coach, Amber Eros, and I'll be taking you behind the curtain into the tantalizing world of sex magic through some very powerful conversations with some of my favorite sex witches from all around the world. Enjoy! Welcome, Anne. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Amber, for having me. I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, so can you begin by just letting everybody know what your full name is and where you live in the world and also where you currently are, if you if you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my, my name is Anne Bland and I'm Finnish by birth and I'm not, I'm only bland by name, not by nature, by any means. <laughs> so there is that. And I'm at the moment, I'm, at, uh, I'm in Portugal. I'm traveling as a full-time digital nomad coaching from my motorhome and mm -hmm. creating podcasts and, and courses online. And it's a lifestyle that I decided during COVID that it's my time to go traveling. I never did a gap year. I never went uh, traveling and all my kids are now adults and it was the time for me to go and enjoy and be free and liberated and I'm loving it absolutely loving it I find that so incredibly inspirational I feel so blessed to admit different people who are living this digital nomad lifestyle it's something I really aspire to embark upon in the next few years oh go for it thank yeah. you for being the living example all right. So anything else you want to share? So you have children. What else do you want to share about your identity? Maybe activities you like to do? Oh, the podcaster. Definitely. I'd like to inspire people to have more pleasure in their lives. So that's very much about what my podcast is about. It's called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. And identities, it's very difficult. I'm kind of shedding the mother identity as well, because I've been mother for so long. And yeah. I believe I've been a very good mother. And I also want to inspire my kids uh, to take this leap and go traveling. They could do gap years and, and do things. And I hope they will after they've thought, you know, you are having a bloody midlife crisis. You know, why are you going traveling for? That's a stupid, you know, you're too old for that. So, so after they've gone beyond that stage, I think, you know, hopefully they will say, oh, actually, she's quite cool, mum. you know, so hopefully that will happen. Otherwise, in terms of identities, I'm a coach and a speaker, less so at the moment because, I, you know, there, there aren't any stages to go on to. Uh, people are just getting back after COVID years to, to do their normal things, but maybe one day more and not just online. And identities, I think I would like to be a bit rebellious because I want to create the next sexual revolution mm -hmm. and I'm calling it a sec uh, selfishly happy revolution how to heal the world one orgasm at a time. Oh, yes. Okay. So let's get into it. Tell us more about this selfishly happy revolution and what it means to be selfishly happy. There is a bit of a sad or kind of personal um, vulnerable story behind it of burnout, of divorce, of even depression, shame trauma, PTSD, all sorts of things. And I realized at one point that 
I can't really go on giving myself to others and helping others and changing the world for better if I don't look after myself first and foremost. And it was kind of that oxygen mask they say on the planes that, you know, you need to put that oxygen mask on yourself first before helping others, because otherwise you'll just, you're dead. And that that was nearly my experience where I was so burned out that it was just not i was i was going to be a bad mother i wasn't going to be able to make money to for us to live on and definitely i couldn't um i couldn't do the work that i was doing or i was also a green politician so i had to leave all that behind and really just concentrate on my children and myself and that's when the idea was that i need to understand what does it mean to be in a healthy way selfish not not egoistical and narcissistic way but where you look after yourself and your needs and you're the person who takes responsibility about your own emotions your happiness your pleasure and uh, I thought that is actually the way to go forward it's not me changing anybody else it's not me changing the world it's by inspiring each one of us to look after ourselves and then showing up from that empowered space and inspire others. And it's like a, it's like that ripple effect, you know, when you throw a stone in the water and it kind of boop, 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 starts, you know, rippling away. So when you change your own dynamic and you say, yeah, I don't need you to make me happy. I can make myself happy. You take that responsibility. You don't burden anybody else then they will get inspired. Or if they don't, they fall out of your life because they can't stand you being so happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, it's their responsibility then and it's their, you know, effing problem. So, you know, it's it's just having that understanding. You have all these tools and processes in place that you can make yourself happy. You can then show up in the world in a more empowered and self-confident and, and and more loving, compassionate person. And people will notice that and they will want to be with you. They will want to be like you. They will change their lives to to feel that energy, to feel that pleasure and that happiness. And boom, 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 the ripple effect will take the world over. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm feeling it as you're speaking about it. And I can feel it collectively, but I can also feel the way in which um, I've been making the transition within myself into this understanding of myself and this understanding of reality. And I'm getting curious as you're speaking about this, like this is such potent medicine, this concept of moving away from overworking, from burnout, from cycling round and around and into this more pleasure-based, self-responsible, self-fulfilling way of life. But why do you think we often orient towards one and fear this more pleasure-based lifestyle? Like I have, I have my own ideas, but what do you think are those narratives or those blockages that keep us in that first way of life? For me, I can, I can talk about myself. I think for me, it was very much about, and I can understand it now retrospectively, that I didn't feel I was lovable. I didn't feel that I was worthy of love. And I come from a very highly achieving country, which is one of the most equal and actually the happiest country in the world, which is quite ironic. But it's something that, you know, in that country, in Finland, women can be whatever they want. We have the female government. 
there's five ministers, five leaders of parties that are all women. Prime Minister is like 36-year-old woman. The other leaders of the parties are also under 40, under under 36, except one of them. But it's that kind of even like an expectation where you can be anything. But what's what's really wrong about that is that it doesn't mean that you have to be everything. And being a mum, being a politician, running a business, it's just too much. And then being a wife, it was just all too much for me. And but I kind of had ever since I was a child this this idea that I need to have it all and more I achieve, more lovable I become, which is complete bullshit. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that, does it? I mean, you know, it's you need to love yourself first, you know. And if you have people around you who can give you that lifting experience, that even however horrible or shitty you feel, they still love you just as you are. And you can get that experience in your body that, my goodness, I'm sobbing here or I'm screaming my head off or, you know, whatever. And this person still loves me, you know, a little bit like parents do of, you know, two-year-old temper tantrum child, you know, kicking on the floor. They will support you getting through that horrible emotion. So if you also have that experience and still somebody says, it's okay, it's all welcome. It's all okay. And I love you as you are. Mm -hmm. That is so potent. And then you can kind of, it's like this dance between what you, you can do to yourself, you know, how you can love yourself, but also how the others mirror that or give you that example. So it's a little bit like that dance where, yeah, I can survive on my own, but I can't thrive without other people. And that's why we need to create communities where people accept themselves and others as they are and can support each other. I'm, I'm getting into a tangent here. I don't know what your question was. Anymore. Oh, you answered the question perfectly, more than perfectly. What I'm really right. hearing here is like this process of you being able to move towards a more pleasure-based lifestyle was really this process of rewiring your beliefs and your nervous system towards this idea of like, even if I'm not everything to everyone, I am still worthy of love from myself and I'm still worthy of love from others. Is that correct? Beautifully said. Absolutely beautifully paraphrased. Thank you. Yeah, so, so powerful. Thank you for speaking that. And I I can feel people listening to this and thinking like, yeah, like I want to make that transition within myself, but I'm not really sure how to tangibly do that. And I know that for both of us, pleasure and pleasure practice has been a big part of the journey. So can you speak a little bit about that, about how pleasure has been a vehicle towards you uh, moving towards a a lot more grounded and fulfilling life? Hmm, That's a good question. Thank you. I suppose I've always been quite energetic and sexually curious, even as a child. And luckily in, in liberal Finland, it was it was not frowned upon. It wasn't sinful or bad or it wasn't, you know, something you had to be ashamed. We, we embrace our nakedness. It's after all a sauna country where sauna comes from. And it, it doesn't need to be sexual. It's innocent in that sense. And it's, it's who we are. These are our bodies and, and it's, there is 
lot of body positiveness and mm. exploration was okay playing doctors and patients and oh you have that kind of a thing between your legs and I've got this kind of a thing here and when you're like I don't know five or four it's it's okay but in terms of the the pleasure for me I kind of forgot it with the with all of the busyness of my life and I ended up divorcing my ex-husband after it had been in the end, sexless marriage. And uh, and I felt that, okay, this is it. I'm done now. I'm an old woman. And, you know, I will never have a sex life again. And then I just started to explore my own body and my own feelings and my own experiences. And, and I had this quite interesting experience where I would say it was maybe, it was both sexual and spiritual. And ever since then, I've been quite convinced from my lifting experience point of view that sexual energy is the same as spiritual energy. It's it's our creative life force. And I had had a sexual encounter with somebody who happened to live in a different country. And without me realizing, he was thinking about me in a very sexual, turned on way. And I felt it in my body. And I, I'm i not making this up because we did call later and we experimented on this. So every time he was sexually aroused, I could feel it in my body. Mm, even so though it was many a co- miles apart from each other. Yes, yes. And it wasn't like sexting or, you know, te- you know video sex or anything like that. It was just pure energy. And I could, I remember a few times when I was even driving a car and he would be, it it felt like he was in me and it was just, I had to stop because I thought this is, this is dangerous. You know, I'm I'm having an orgasm while I'm driving without even touching myself. And when it first happened, I had this amazingly beautiful, even blissful ecstatic experience where I had this light shot up from my my womb or my my cervix up to my head and there was this light I mean listeners I think she's completely bonkers that woman um, but you know this is this is what happens it can happen to anybody and this energy just went up into my head and I could just feel like I was in this light you know, white light in this space that felt really, it's very difficult to even describe it. It's like very peaceful, very blissful. There is so much peace, harmony, and so much love. It's like, it's ecstatic. It's ecstatic. I I think that's the word, ecstatic experience where, you know, I could just, tears would fall, you know, and I can feel this being held by some force and and being being in there and and then i realized afterwards i didn't know what it was and apparently i start i started googling as you do and and i found about kundalini i did know a little bit about it already in my 20s when i first got introduced to tantra but i i never went into that way because i had my family and i had duties for my children and my then husband, but 
it got me so curious, you know, what is this force that we all have? Clearly, I mean, if I'm having it, everybody must have it. Mm -hmm. And it's just gone from there. So I've, I, I've kind of learned to use that energy and, and become selfishly happy because I can look after my own energy. I can look after my own pleasure. I can look after my own, um, yeah, happiness, peace, blissfulness, all that. And it's available to all of us. Amazing. And you don't need that necessarily that other person 2000 miles away, you know, you can do it to yourself and start building up that, as you said, very well about the neuronal pathways, how we can rewire our nervous system to actually feel that bliss, that energy, that life force just taking over. We'll return to the interview in just a moment. I want to tell you the story of how I became a sex coach, and I'm going to let you in on a secret that I've never spoken publicly about. Me and every single one of the brilliant people that I interview on this podcast have all moved through the same initiation. We've all trained with the sexual high priestess Layla Martin in her year-long coaching certification known as VITA. And in Vita, Layla and her phenomenal team train people to become sex, love, and relationship coaches. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that this training completely rebirthed every single aspect of my fucking life. I had been searching and seeking for my purpose and my life's work for over a decade. And then I found Vita and the training is so thorough and it's so powerful. Like they do not fuck around. It took me through a portal that just completely transformed everything. When I found Vita, I was working as a nanny. I was surviving paycheck to paycheck. I was feeling so just completely disconnected from my purpose, so lost. And just this deep knowing that I had gifts that were being completely wasted. And on top of that, I was totally sexually shut down, completely disconnected from pleasure. I was depressed and I was really disconnected from my life force. I felt numb towards life. And now on the other side of this training, I wake up every day with complete, so honestly, like tears of gratitude and disbelief every single day because I know that my work is helping thousands of people find sexual healing in a world where there's so much sexual trauma and it's so hard and largely impossible to find really good sexual support. I wake up every day knowing that my work is helping people find pleasure and aliveness and deep, intimate connection with their lovers and with their partners. It helps them find euphoric bliss. My work is life-affirming for people. It saves relationships. It saves marriages. It saves families. And it helps people feel alive again after years of pain and numbness. And this training gave me my purpose and it taught me how to be phenomenal at what I do. Like, as I said before, they really don't fuck around. They don't settle for you just learning the basics or the foundations of coaching. They really teach you how to be exceptional at what you do. 
And if giving me my life's purpose wasn't enough, they also taught me how to become my own boss for the first time in my life. They taught me how to really effectively run my own business and how to make more money than I ever, ever thought possible for myself. And as a sex, love, and relationship coach, your income is literally limitless. And there's not just one, but actually many graduates of this program that are millionaires and multi-millionaires. And I'm telling you all of this because the Vita Coaching Certification is open for enrollment right now. So if you're at all feeling curious about the possibilities of living like a wildly abundant and liberatory life of service, um, you can find all the details of the program by clicking my referral link in the show notes. And by clicking that link, you can support me as you begin your journey. And if you're really feeling lit up by this, I urge you honestly to apply today because this program, it, it only opens once a year and it's going to fill up very, very soon. I wake up every single day with so much awe and so much gratitude for the life that this program has given me. And it's truly such an honor and such a joy to be able to share this opportunity with you. Now back to the interview. Mm, thank you so much for sharing about that experience. And do you have the feeling reflecting that maybe that experience came at just the right time in your life? Um. I can't, I, I don't put any kind of value to it in terms of whether it was right or wrong timing or whether it was good or bad experience. I think it was, um, it's happened before I burned out and I don't know whether I burned out because of that or whether it was parallel process or whether it was, I can't actually remember even very well when it happened um, because it's already sort of um, eight, nine years ago, but it was something that definitely made me to realize that I can't live my life the way I have, that I'm just depleting. I'm, I'm just aging myself. Mm. I'm just becoming dead before I properly lived. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. I'm curious if you'll share with us a bit about, and then we'll kind of flash forward to where you are now and the work that you're doing now, but can you share a bit more about us of the details of that early, those early days of transitioning from burnout and out of burnout and towards pleasure? Like what were some of the steps that you started to take to reclaim your life? Like when you had realized like, oh, like something has to change. I think the first thing was that I needed to cut out things that weren't good for me that I couldn't handle anymore. Being just so much kind of um, doing it all and having it all. And and when you're young, you, you can do that to an extent, but then there will come a stop. If you're not listening to yourself and your feelings and sensations in your body, you will be stopped. You will just crash and collapse. And you need to respect the signals of your body. I trust my body so much nowadays. My my monkey mind, you know, my 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 head, my thinking brain will just always keep telling the stories that, you know, the society or my parents or, you know, all these things have said how we should be and how we should achieve and whatever it is. But when I listen to my body, it's so wise. There is so much guidance if you like just finding does this feel good to me does this feel 
awkward does this feel and and then getting curious why do i feel bad about something and really tuning into that you will learn you you will be able to make up your mind as well about the next steps and what you need to be doing so first i needed to just because i didn't i didn't have this ability or even willingness to listen to my body i've always had so called psychosomatic symptoms so for instance when i was working in london at one point i was every time i came home i was sick i was vomiting because my boss was so horrible and and i used to keep telling my ex-husband that i can't stomach this anymore i can't swallow this anymore and then i would be <laughs> puking and then yes. i thought okay that is just so stupid why am i not listening to my body why am i not you know taking the steps to actually resign or go in and say look you can't behave like that towards me this is what i need i didn't have that kind of courage then and that would have been like maybe 20 years ago 20 24 years ago so I was already then experiencing these bodily symptoms that I ignored until I was stopped so much that others started to get really worried. Why is she vomiting when she comes from work? That's so stupid. You know, listen to your body. Mm. And with the pleasure then, it's very difficult to say, but maybe it was again my body guided me to start exploring my body and finding the pleasure within myself like i used to when i was a teenager i i used to have amazing orgasms when i was a i don't know 13 to 16 and really loved loved all that it was just a and it, there, there was no stigma to it so i felt good about self-pleasuring mm-hmm. um and then i thought yeah i can do that again and started to to explore more and and also got into a Taoistic old ancient tradition called Jadeg. And I started to use the Jadeg. And that was a life life saving. <laughs> life saving for sure. You know, experience where I learned to have full body orgasms, valley orgasms, cervical orgasms, orgasms that just go blissfully for a long time. I've always been multi-orgasmic, but it was just yeah, it just took it to the, the the next level. Absolutely. Such an incredible, incredible tool. Oh, yeah, so I love hearing about this turning point in your journey. But let's sort of fast forward now to the present day. And I'm wondering if you can be an inspiration to all of us and you can really uh, shine for yourself and even maybe even brag a little bit if it turns you on. Tell us about how now, years into your journey, tell us about the big and small ways that you take really beautiful care of yourself, of your body, of how you find joy and pleasure in your life. Just give it to us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a challenge. (laughs) I think it's very individual. I think we all need to experiment and find what works for you. Mm -hmm. And especially female bodied people, pussy on bodies, have the prerogative of changing their minds, you know, and, and having pleasure in different ways from moment to moment. And it's mm-hmm. it's something that there is this flow and wave and one day this feels more pleasurable and the next day something else feels more pleasurable. And that that's just the the whole spice of the life of life. You know, that's the 
inspiration and creativity and the flow of energy. And, uh, and for me, it's very much about having learned to be here and now. And again, just going back to something that happened to me, which I didn't want to have, have happened was, uh, that I fell off my bicycle on my head, had a concussion, broke ribs, three ribs, my skull, my cheekbone. And the doctor said to me, after the physical symptoms had cleared, that my brain will never be the same. And I've always mm -hmm. been quite nerdy and, and always kind of a th in my thinking head. And I think that was another thing where I started to listen to my body more and more and more. And that was 2017. So uh, that was the kind of the last things that has kind of like my Kundalini or whatever has decided that you're not listening again. You know, mm. just listen to your body and do what is good for you. And the thinking mind is is a way to distract us from our emotions. It's a way to take us away from the present moment. It's the way to be worried about the future. It's the way to dwell on past. And I learned to be fully present here and now because I had to. I just had to be tuning into my body all the time to kind of, oh, what's next? What what do we want to do now? What what's happening to us now? And and it's been such a good guidance for me, like now traveling, that it feels really good for me to be liberated from having a house, having a having a that kind of security, but dull, boring, rainy England, and actually now living in a motorhome and traveling from through Europe to Morocco to the seashore and sunshine and still be able to work because of thank goodness internet and mm. and laptops so there is that kind of i think the main thing is being present and you can only be present through your five senses you can you can really tune into your body how you feel you can tune into your your vision what what can you see right now or what can you hear right now what can you smell and taste? And for me, that's definitely something that works. I would I would say that that's the best way to live fully, abundantly in your selfishly happy life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Presence, presence, presence. So tell us a bit more, Anne, about the specific work that you do now. Tell us more about your podcast, about your client work. I love my podcast. And I must say, it took me three years to start it. I've been procrastinating and procrastinating. The name has changed. And then I was just sitting and really feeling into my body. And I was really, because this energy, I can feel this energy in my body all the time. I can have pleasure with it. I can do self-pleasure practice with the J-Deck or, or I can make love or whatever it is. But it's just that kind of way where you have an intention and you want to really start feeling so what what feels really good and what feels really nice. And I've been seeing this this image of having people around the world becoming selfishly happy through this, you know, one person at a time, one orgasm at a time and and really finding pleasure in themselves and being okay about it without any stigma, with, with, without any conditionings. And I suppose that's the thing that I want to inspire with the podcast as well is, is to inspire more pleasure 
and peace in the world because I don't believe that that pleasure positive and happy people start wars. And, you know, there is that kind of, you don't argue with yourself. You don't argue with your partner. You don't argue with, with, with the next door neighbor or, or the neck, the leader of the next country and go war against them. So there is so much that we can do through our bodies, through pleasure, through understanding that we have traumas, we have conditionings, we have these voices, as I said earlier on, critical minds and pushy minds and so on. But we can work with them. And to be able to really accept and 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 welcome them is the key. More we resist anything that's happening in our bodies or anything that we we are feeling or thinking or or having sensations more difficult it becomes just like me falling off a bloody bike or you know burning out or or having a, a PTSD I mean it's just if you are that stupid like me you know you will just have more and more things that will tell you no stop you need to change you need to really start looking after yourself you really need to put your pleasure your happiness first and coming from that you will have so much more energy to give to others as well. Yeah, I, I I quite like that. I'm I'm also because I've got two daughters and one son. I realize that there's a lot of resourceful women and girls in the world, but not so much for men and boys. And that's why I really felt called to not just to help people to have better sex and more sacred sex in terms of tantric sex, but also help men to to become the kings and the gods for the queens and the goddesses that the world is creating and and really feel okay about it feel good about oh my goodness i've got this amazing goddess next to me in bed and you know what am i going to do and how can i you know create something beautiful together with her or whether it's the same sex or non-binary sense it's the same thing it's just being able to up level yourself and to feel good about it and it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter about your race or age or or your identity or your genitalia. You know, there is there is so much beauty in every single body. That's what I want to inspire. More pleasure and peace in the world through through tantric sex and accepting yourself as you are and putting yourself first. Mm. Oh, I'm drinking in your vision. So, so, so true, so brilliant, so beautiful. As we come to a close here, Anne, I'm wondering if there's any other words for people who might be listening, who feel like they're hitting burnout or who feel like they're approaching it and who have this sense like there must be something more to life. Do you have any words of care or kindness or wisdom for them? Well, thank you for drinking in. <laughs> and saying your beautiful reflections. I really appreciate that. And I want to also take that in and, and celebrate celebrate you tuning into that. So thank you. I, um, I don't necessarily have any words of wisdom or advice. I think it's just important to, to reach out. I think that's the first thing. When we are having something that we feel shamed about it becomes traumatic if we don't talk about it so if if you are heading towards burnout 
please, 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 please reach out to somebody, anybody and talk about that. Whatever it's making you tired and burning out or whether there is anything that you feel ashamed of, whether you feel unworthy or whether you feel like you just can't go on anymore. The most important thing is to remember at that you can you can survive on your own, but you can't thrive without other people. And people are there. They know we all have been there. And we all know that they're, you know, life's not perfect. It doesn't it's pretty shit sometimes, to be honest. You know, it can be <laughs> you can tell so many stories, even on this trip over the last three months that I've been traveling mm -hmm. as a digital nomad, you know, that things have gone pear-shaped and it's fine. We ebb and flow. There is, there is this, you know, there isn't a kind of a good and bad, you know, in, in that sense, you know, it's just life and it's what meaning we put to it, what meaning we give to it and, and what, how, how can we even turn sadness into energy? How can we turn anger into energy or jealousness into energy? How can we, how can we realize that there is there is so much more to be had when we share our burdens and we can ask for advice, whether it's your mom, your best friend or a therapist or a coach. But the main thing is that you speak to somebody every day, even if it's in a, in a, in a, in a shop, in a supermarket and you're queuing, you know, just smile to somebody, smile to yourself in the mirror and say, you're badass person and I love you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying things. I mean it's it's unique to everybody. Just find out what makes you feel good about yourself and life mm -hmm. and reach out to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that beautiful reminder to do so. It's an incredibly healing step to take. And uh thank you for being such an incredible living example of somebody who has moved through that burnout and is now living not a perfect life, but a beautiful, <laughs> pleasurable, orgasmic life. Thank you for, for sharing, for sharing all of that with us. How can people find more of you? How can they connect to you? And we'll put all of it in the show notes. Oh, I have a website called selfishlyhappyyou.com. And most of my social media handles are selfishly happy with Anne Blunt. And yeah, my email, I think, is anneblunt at selfishlyhappyyou.com. I'm really, really happy to answer questions. I'm really happy to hear what you have on, on pleasure and what, you, what your desires are or what issues you might be struggling with. As I said, it's always important to reach out, even yeah. if it's somebody you don't know. And burnout is not an easy path. It's definitely a, a baptism of fire and you will come out on the other side and you will be, you'll be fine. Thank you, Anne. And I'm not sure if we mentioned it at some point, but what is the title of your podcast? Just so we can say oh, it again. Yes, it's called um, Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Mm -hmm. And is it correct that you work with people of all genders in your coaching practice? Yes, and and that's why I love tantric sex so much because the, in tantra there is no, it's inclusive. It's so inclusive. It doesn't put any judgment. It's it's it doesn't deny anything, but it transforms everything. Mm -hmm. Brilliant! Thank you so much for everything that you shared with all of us today, Anne. It's been such a pleasure. 
Thank you very much for having me. Lots of love and have a selfishly happy day. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. And if you're ready to explore the possibility of living a wildly orgasmic life as a sex, love, and relationship coach, then I welcome you to learn more about the Vita Coaching Certification. You can learn more, check it out, and apply today. And it would mean the world to me if you could use my referral link that you'll find down in the show notes because you'll be supporting my work and this podcast. So, so much love to each and every one of you. Have a beautiful day.